You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in Winning Cures Everything. It is the Wednesday, October 20th edition of the show. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And brother, we have got some football news to discuss before we actually get into games uh, good gracious! I I'm gonna I'm gonna fly right into it. Coach O was let go, or they came to an agreement, or whatever it was announced after it's a term, we did. This is termination. It's a separation. Yeah, it's a separation, and it was announced after we uh, did the reaction show on Sunday, which always seems to happen for whatever reason. It feels like when we do this show for as long as we have, that news breaks almost immediately when we get done with stuff. Right? It just always yeah. happens. So, so this is our first time to actually get to talk about it. Before I do the rundown of where you can find the show, all that good stuff, uh, let's go ahead and jive. Gi- uh, jive. Let's dive into uh, your thoughts. I mean, you are an LSU guy. Yeah, I mean, you you had. Uh, well, I, you can kind of see it on the screen there. You've got your LSU placard in the back. Uh, you know, Coach O. You got your your signed picture and everything. Let's let's talk about what's going to go on with uh, with the Bayou Bengals here. I've got 12 names that I want you to give me a quick response on as to what you think about the hire uh, or what you would think about the hire, et cetera, et cetera, right? I just want a a quick response of what you would think if that was the guy. Does that sound right? It's fine. All right, let's do it. First one, Mel Tucker. Uh, I'm I'm warming up. I'm warming up to that a lot. Okay. Uh, Billy Napier. Uh, He's way down the list. Okay. He's way down the list. <laughs> uh, Dabo Sweeney. Not, it, it's not going to happen, and it's not even worth talking about. Okay. And I'd be pissed. <laughs> okay, that's that's what I was looking for. Like, Does it, he bring Brett? Does he bring Brett? Because what happens to Vittables? Does a new guy take over? Because we know Brett doesn't want to be a head coach. Does a new guy take over that Clemson hires and just says, hey, you have to keep Brett? If he brings Brett, I would swallow it better than I would without it. 
but I don't want Dabo. I think Dabo's fake. You know that. So, and it's not going to happen. That's not realistic. That is sports talk fodder. And that's what I'm going to say for over half of these. Just so that we go ahead and get it right, it's Brent Venables. Just so Brent, that we, um, Brent. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Just so that the the commenters don't have something to feast on here. Uh, Urban Meyer, not going to happen. Okay, I wouldn't. I'll tell you this. It, that's one of those where I would sell my soul, though. Like, like, like I hate it today. But if he is the coach, I won't spend any time talking about it after this moment. He, if he became the coach. I just have to find a way to make peace with it because I know he's going to do a good job. Yeah, yeah. You love LSU more than you hate Urban Meyer. That's right. That's totally fair. Uh, Luke Fickle won't happen. Not worth talking about. Okay. Uh, Mario Cristobal won't happen. Not worth talking about. You don't think so? You don't think there's any nope. chance that he would come zero down? zero chance? Won't happen. He won't even be offered the job. Won't even be considered. I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin, the number one choice. Number one choice. Number one choice. Interesting. Okay. Um, Mark Stoops. Uh, like Mark Stoops, he's in the conversation. I'd be happy. Okay. James Franklin. Uh, he's probably number two choice. And and so let me. Can I ask you this? His yeah. name keeps getting thrown around every time a big job opens. Is it widely known that he's not happy at Penn State? Can somebody explain that? It's. I, I will say it's not that it's widely known because I don't because I don't know that I just I find it strange that he gets I find brought it up for strange every big that job. he gets brought up for all these big jobs and does that mean he's actively looking for a job outside of Penn State? His agent has let it be known that there are a few other opportunities around the country that he might be interested in leaving Pennsylvania for. From what so I, I understand, I think. Early reports from somebody else. I've listened to like nine different guys on all this stuff, and some of the stuff they say I believe, and some of the stuff I think is bullshit. But I've listened about, and some of them said that he's been probed, and it's been made clear he's not very interested. But they're not going to take that as a no. LSU is going to continue to push that, which I found I found to be interesting. But that's fine. I mean, he is he like his career has for the most part been in the Northeast. Uh, but he is one of those uh, personable he's a, coaches. He's a, but like, he's a Southern guy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, he did well at Vanderbilt before, but before that, he was the offensive coordinator at Maryland. Um, you know, he. I will tell you this: I think he's one of those coaches that would be able to relate to whatever culture he is tossed into. Oh no! So yeah, I think he, he'd be no, he's a great coach. I think he'd succeed anywhere he goes. Uh, another part of this is the fact that they are. Uh, there has been a lot of talk about wanting to look at uh, more diverse candidates. Well, that's not uh, just been LSU. a lot of talk. That's been that's been uh, hammered home. Like that's Was been that actually direct. Reported? That's directly told to Woodward because Woodward's Woodward's first choice, I do believe, is Lane. But I don't think Woodward's going to get what he wants. I figured his first choice would be Jimbo. I didn't even put Jimbo on here, but uh, Jimbo's not an option. Jimbo won't be his choice. Jimbo won't get an interview. Jimbo won't get a call. Yeah, no, I so, agree. So let me let me clear that up for people, okay? Because I've listened to enough people who know what they're talking about. I'm not that. This is me regurgitating information that other people have given me, okay? But I'm telling you this, and this is the absolute truth. In 2015, Jimbo burned too many bridges with too many of the big-time boosters, and those boosters made it abundantly clear to Woodward, if you want the buyout money, you don't give him a fucking call. He doesn't even get a call. Done and done. Yeah, bottom line. All right, so we talked James Franklin. I got three more. Bill O'Brien. Uh, Bill O'Brien's probably my third choice. Really? And, I, and I'm and i going to tell you this. 
Him and Franklin are one and are two and two A. Interesting. I think Bill O'Brien is unbelievable coach. We have talked about this. Too many people don't know how to separate the job that he did as a GM and the job that he did as a coach. This guy was a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter, in the second half of a game against the Chiefs at home in Arrowhead, on, well, on the road for him, in Arrowhead to play for the Super Bowl. Yeah. All right? And that team, outside of having Deshaun Wap, uh, Wap, Watkins and Hopkins, <laughs> were – listen – Fuck it. You know who I'm talking about, damn it. <laughs> Outside of having those two guys, that team was trash. That team was garbage. No, it definitely was. two was. stars. Two stars, garbage across the board after that. They were 14 points up on them in the second half. They should have never been in the playoffs. You, that guy's you a have good coach. This. You've mentioned this before, by the way. And, yes. Uh, you, you get elevated to a point of failure. There was yes. no reason Bill O'Brien should have ever been a GM. No, if he was never the GM, I swear to you, he would still be there, and they would still be winning playoff games. You yes. see the rest of that conference? Yeah. He'd be dominating that conference right it's, now. It's pretty, it's pretty garbage, other, other than maybe the Titans. Um, but even even they are so inconsistent that it doesn't matter, right? They, they don't scare anybody. Agreed. Uh, Dave Aranda. Uh, no, he's – I love Dave Aranda. You know that. Dave Aranda has been a head coach for now. This is his second season. No. Yes, and as good as as he has done this season, uh, it's I, I too think short of a record. Well, that and I don't think you know if LSU gets to a point where they're trying to relive 2019 all over again, can't do it. it then you're in way bigger problems, right? Yeah. Way more issues. Yeah. Uh, last one I wanted to bring up Lincoln Riley. Uh, been a lot of talk about him lately. Yeah, his name's been thrown around a whole lot. Man, I know Lincoln Riley is a hell of a coach, and he's everything I want. So here's what I want. I've never thought I'd say this before, but I just believe differently now. I want my head coach to be the play caller, and I want him to be the architect of the offense because nobody can hire that guy away, okay? Yeah. Nobody can, which is the reason Franklin's not number one for me, all right? It's the reason Stoops is a little bit lower is because if you have a great defensive coach or if you have an a, a, a CEO type like a Franklin now, every time you have a great outstanding offensive season, somebody's just going to hire your OC away, your play caller away, and then you just do what Saban does. Every year or two, he's just got to rotate those guys in, and, and it's just – that's just really hard to do, all right? We're not Alabama. We don't have the talent to be able to let anybody sit in the OC chair and just run it, okay? We have to actually build and develop something. So that's why I want my head coach to be the architect, to be the head call, head coach and the play caller. Um, Lincoln Riley would make those things for me. Personally, I have qualms with the man Lincoln Riley is. I think he is incredibly hypocritical, and you know those things matter to oh, me, yeah. and they bother me. Just like, with, but but here's the thing: with Urban Meyer, I would swallow the pill, I would sell my soul, and I would say, you know what? He, I, I'm going to tell you this: when he's hypocritical at LSU, I would call him out on that bullshit. Okay, yeah. if if we had a star freshman taking over for a, a a junior guy that he doesn't want to transfer out and he's saving feelings, I would make it abundantly clear. Uh-uh. You put the star out front. This is a meritocracy. We're not here for feelings. We're not here for whatever. And if we're better than the guy that's that we're, we're benching and he wants to transfer, you allow him to transfer anywhere he wants to go. He's not the best player for us, and I don't give a damn. Right is right and wrong is wrong, and it doesn't matter if it's my team or somebody else's. Yeah. But those are my problems with Lincoln Rock. 
it, it makes sense. I understand where you're coming from as far as wanting to hire an offensive guy, and I think that's why a lot of people have gone that direction here lately. I do think, and now hindsight's always twenty twenty, but I believe if Brady had stayed there longer than just the one season, uh, you could have built an offensive philosophy at LSU that would not require bringing in a great OC time after time after time, right? Uh, it's, but hang it's on, what, hang on. How do you keep Brady there, though? That's the thing. Brady well, had one thing. good season. Yeah. It was his first full-time job he's ever had, and the NFL hired him. Yeah, no, no, no. That's you, what I'm saying. Th- this is why you can't do that. This that's, is why you can't do that. No, no, I, I totally understand you. I'm saying, like, Alabama got lucky with able or with being able to keep Lane Kiffin for three seasons. Lane that's Kiffin, right. what he implemented at Alabama is what, what they you're are doing still now is what. That's right. That's right. Like, it, yeah, they just brought in different guys to run it. That's right. So they've That's got exactly their own right. scheme, their own thing. Um, Bill O'Brien is not running his own offense. No, he's, like, running, he's running lanes. Not, yeah, it's the same thing over and over. Um, yeah, I, but that's I, why lanes. That's why lanes my first choice. Now I don't yeah. think lanes going to get the job now because uh, the president has made it abundantly clear he wants a legacy hire. Um, they might go a, a minority route, but I do oh. think it means. I do think it means that if you don't choose a minority, whoever you choose has to be squeaky clean. It can't be anybody with any baggage, which means you're taking you and you're taking Lane out of the conversation. Yeah, and that part I don't like because I like those guys. Yeah, no, it it does make sense. Uh, who who do you think is the most likely candidate? I mean, I, I don't. That's that's impossible. If Woodward was picking by himself. I'm going to tell you this. I've heard this report by too many people that I actually believe and trust. There's a lot of guys that have information, and there's a lot of guys that know shit, okay? And those are two different things. Um, They were – after UCLA, he went to Boosters and said, can I get the buyout? I need $20 million. Can you come up with $20 million? And they said, we'll get back to you. They waited a week. After Auburn, they called him. They said, we got the money, but we want to know the list. I need to know the list of who you're calling before you mainly they really want to make sure you ain't calling fucking Jimbo. Right. Cause we don't, we will not give you the money and we will fire you. Um, and he gave them two names. Lane was number one. Bill O'Brien was number two. Those were the two names he gave. And I believe if he called both of them, they would both come. And so I think that's one and one a for if Woodward was making the pick. I believe now that the president has gotten involved. I don't think they're going to allow him to hire Wood, uh, uh, Lane. I, I I hope that's wrong, but that's what I believe. I don't think they're going to allow it. Bill O'Brien could be could be interesting. Bill O'Brien would fit the would fit the mold of he's he's not the minority, but he is as squeaky clean as you can get, and he has an unbelievable track record. Um, uh, you know of of those things. The way he handled Penn State, it's impossible to to throw any stones at him at all. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Um yeah, I think that that could be one of the more likely uh scenarios. The two I, the two names that were given after that once the 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 president weighed in were Mel Tucker and and James, James Franklin. So those those are the four names that we know. Now, here's why you're hearing all of the Mario Cristobal, Dabo Sweeney, all this bullshit. Woodward and Jimmy Sexton are personal friends not not we've done a lot of deals together because i've hired a bunch of sexton guys it's personal close friends if 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 i was the 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 ad and you were the agent the super agent okay we we hang out outside of work so every jimmy sexton 
uh, client is going to, that's why Mario Cristobal's name is getting thrown out there. The only reason anybody's bringing up Dabo is because of that. I believe Lincoln Riley is the exact same thing. I believe the only reason any of those names are being brought up is so those guys can get raises. That's it. That's all. That makes sense. It makes sense I believe because, there are four people yeah. that are actually have a legitimate chance at getting this. I believe it'll be one of those four. I don't see anybody outside of those four. All right. So the the four again: Mel Tucker, James Franklin, Bill O'Brien, and you said Kiffin. Yep. So and okay. I, well, I only say that because I know Kiffin was number one on his list when he gave the boosters the list, and they said, "Here's the twenty million." Yeah, I could uh, I could get down with it. I could get down with it. All right, let's move off of that. Let's talk about another coaching change. Nick Rolovich is out, along with multiple assistants at Washington State after uh, declining to get or refusing, whatever you want to say, to get the COVID-19 vaccine shot that is mandatory of all Washington State employees. Uh, This is, I mean, this is something that definitely could be seen as commendable because when you have a principal and you refuse to go away from it. I, I got nothing but respect for somebody that does that. I am not going to down talk the guy not getting the vaccine. There are so many people that love to take pot shots and it irritates the absolute hell out of me because I look at it as this is a man of principle and he is not going to be told uh, whether or not he has to do something medically. I, I understand where he's coming from. I don't know that I would be strong enough to be able to do that. Right? We're not going to make this overly political. Like, I got my jab, but I wanted the jab. I wanted the shot once it came out to protect my family and whatever. But I understand other people having their own point of views, and I don't believe that it should be mandated. Uh, but it, that's that's in Washington. I don't. There's not a ton of states that actually have that requirement. And I think going forward, somebody is going to hire Rolovich that doesn't have one of these mandates, and he's going to end up doing insanely well. Uh, but they fired him for cause, Chris. And uh, you and I both believe that he is still going to be paid a- at least a large chunk of his contract because he was just hired, what, like two months before the pandemic hit? That's right. And none of this was in there. Now, nope. I understand it is a state mandate. Doesn't matter. But they fired him for cause, and there's going to be I- some legal battles. <clears throat> It's not just going to be some legal battles. I don't. I don't know a court in the land that won't be able to say you cannot change a contract in the middle of a contract without both parties agreeing to the change. Yeah, you have to pay him his money. If you you have the right to fire him, you have the right to let him not work here anymore. You have to pay him the contract though, yeah. and that's what's going to happen. He's going to get paid the contract, and if I'm him, I wouldn't negotiate it down one nickel. If they offered me. 99.99% of it, I wouldn't let them have a penny. We're going to, I'd rather give a third of it to my attorney and sue them for all of it. Yeah. Uh, Pat- I don't like the mandates, man. I don't like the mandates. You and me both know this. We both got our vaccines. That's fine. That was our personal choice. Nobody convinced us. Nobody, yeah. nobody, nobody tricked us into it and nobody pressured us into it. Nobody guilted me into it. I'm going to tell you, had I not gotten it when I first got it, I would be skeptical now of getting it, even though I see all the data of the good that it does, because I'm I'm not worried about the data. Now I'm worried about being forced into a corner. Now I'm worried about being manipulated into doing something I don't feel comfortable doing. All right. And that's what 
what I try to tell people all the time is, is you're, you're mad that these people won't get vaccinated, but you're not doing anything to try to convince them to actually get vaccinated. If you want it, if you really wanted them to just get vaccinated, you would have conversations. But instead, we name call. We've over politicized it. We've name call. We, we, we criticize. We want to shun them from society. We don't actually want to sit down and reason with them. And you don't want to listen to their concerns. So most of them won't even tell you their concerns or have an intelligent conversation with you because you dismiss them. You become dismissive. And this is where I, I get on the other side of it. And I say, you know what? I've got the vaccine. But and then I look at what happened in France and Italy and Europe. They're going into vaccine mandates. And you know what the people who are vaccinated are doing? They're burning their vaccine cards yeah. because they understand you're not going to you're not going to force this on us. We did it because we wanted to. We did it because we believed it was right. But we didn't do it because you forced us. And now that you start forcing us, even though I have the vaccine, I'm going to burn the records of me having the vaccine because I, I want to stand with those who make a medical choice. Yes. Yes. Um, the So this is what Patrick Chun, the uh, athletic director at Washington State, said. The noncompliance with this requirement renders Rolovich ineligible to be employed at Washington State University and therefore can no longer fulfill the duties as a head coach of our football program effective immediately. Uh, he said, it is disheartening to be here today. Our football team is hurting. Our WSU community is fractured. Today will have a lasting impact on the young men on our team and the remaining coaches and staff. Uh, also fired, along with that, per the ESPN report, coaches uh, Ricky Logo, John Richardson, Craig Stutzman, and Mark Weber after they did not comply with the proclamation as well. Um, this is This is really weird. You don't have a lot of precedent for something like this happening in the middle of a season with so many say we, we've had guys fired in the middle of the year, like head yep. coaches, but the staff remains intact and they just right. continue on, right? This, you are losing half of your assistants. This is on field coaches. Yes, this is weird. Uh Craig Stutzman, by the way, uh, his brother was on staff at Navy, and because he did not comply with the mandate for uh for the uh, service academies. He was fired before the season. So this is strange. Jake Dickert is the defensive coordinator. He is the new interim head coach. Uh, I don't know I don't know what to make of all of this. Um, I mean, it's, it's really strange. They're saying it, it was characterized as for cause uh, due to his inability to meet the requirements outlined in his contract. Um, it says I would such, like to know what those, those outlines are. And there's there's a lot of people that believe that uh, this is not something that would have ever been looked at in a contract. So, yeah. so like we said, there will be uh, some very interesting legal battles coming forward. Uh, he did not. I specify. care more. I care more about the legal uh, outcome than I do anything else yeah. because the legal outcome will set precedent for you're allowed to fire these people. That's fine. I and I agree with that. But you have to. But you have to pay them. Uh, I'm curious about uh, one the terms of the contract and two, you know, he said his uh, his religious beliefs like that's he was yeah. applying for a religious exemption. Um, however, it doesn't look like it was granted or it never like they didn't get to it or something because they have a whole staff that has to go through all the religious exemptions. If you aren't passed through at whatever point, then you just lose your job and it is what it is. Uh, it, it's kind of tough to decline somebody's. Uh, religion 
right? Because so we do have freedom I, of religion in this you country. Know, I'm always, I'm always solutions oriented, right? I'm always looking for answers. He's the highest paid state employee and people bring that up and he is a state employee and people bring that up. But, you know, Nick Saban's a state employee of Alabama, but Nick Saban's not paid by the University of Alabama. Nick Saban's paid by the boosters, just like right. every other major state employee. Right. Is it not possible? Is it not possible for the boosters to just pay him and say, we're going to hire him to be the co- now he's no longer a state employee. He's going to volunteer. He's going to volunteer to work at the school. So he's not a state employee. He's a contract employee. And, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm sure there's language in the state that contractors that no, it can't be because you're telling me that the postal workers that go there have to have it because they don't, they've just negotiated that out. Yeah. So, and in every school, every university has a post office. So, so yeah, so you can have contract employees. Can, can these coaches not just be employees of a booster club and, and, and volunteer their time at the school and the universities and become I, contractors? I think that there are, I mean, I, yes, I see where you're coming from with it. I, I'm just trying to come up with creative loopholes that if you were Washington State and you really wanted to keep him, you could have you could have manipulated a couple of things and at least tried it. Make him, hey, make, then you got to hang on. We could at least buy as a couple of weeks, maybe even a couple of months, because then you start working that shit out in court, right? Yeah. No, so now remember, we get the firing on a stay. You get a judge to rule a judgment of a stay because he's no longer an employee. He's a state, whatever. And, and, and then by the time they come down with their ruling, you know, the season's over. Yeah. This is, so what I wonder about is you remember last year, there was a lot going on with uh, kids that, you know, were scared to play and Rolo basically was like, all right, that's cool. But like, you're not going to be on the team and just sit out. Like, you're not going to get to practice. You're not, you know, if you're sitting out, you're not. And there were people that were upset about it. Uh, I wonder if he had just rubbed a lot of people the wrong way uh, upon initially getting there. And because it, it seems strange that you've got a guy like, I don't know. But hang on, like, how can you say you're afraid to play, but you're willing to work out with all everybody that's out there playing? See, that's a, that's where I'm coming from. No, 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 no. I, I yeah, would have had the exact same. Stuff. I'd have had the exact same response. Is is you're welcome to sit out and keep your scholarship. That's fine. I'm not taking anything away from you. But if you're gonna sit out, you can't. You don't get to use the facilities because we're all in here using the facilities. I can't. I can't put you in a bubble and protect you when you come in. I got to take care of the guys that are here. Yeah. No. No. I'm. I'm with you. And it made. It always made perfect sense to me. Um. But it was. It was a strange time last season for Washington State with a new coach coming in, uh, some guys being kind of processed off the roster, like uh, just all sorts of stuff, right? It was just a, a weird a weird situation. Um, he coached 11 games, went 5-6 and six in those games. He was 4-3 and three this season with a three-game winning streak. Uh, Washington State's President Kirk Schultz said ni- uh, nearly 90% of WSU employees and 97% of students had been vaccinated by Monday. Uh, and that players actually stood up for Rolovich as the season progressed. Jaden Delora told a sideline reporter after Saturday's game uh, to stop hating on Rolo. We all love him. And wide receiver uh, Travell Harris uh, commended Rolovich following the game for being, quote, a player's coach. He's a coach we all love to play for, he said. So, you know, it, there there was a report that uh, Rolo just left after his meeting with Chun and didn't talk to the team and whatnot. I guarantee you he has he talked to that team and I guarantee you he did it after the game. 
Um, on, sir, on but that. all the people doing the reporting, Gary, are on the side of we believe in vaccine mandates. We believe in forcing yeah. people to do things. And here's what I tell those people. Be very careful what you believe today, because tomorrow the power might be in the other hands. You're talking about a guy who's a son of a bitch. I'm in the middle of this thing because I don't believe in either of them. OK, I hate both parties. I don't trust any of them. I'm a cynic. I don't trust anybody. It's a terrible way to live your life, by the way, to just go around <laughs> assuming that everybody is the worst. Right. Yes. I just yes. I just work under the impression that all, all these people are bastards and, and they can't be trusted and they all have nefarious uh, 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 motives. Yeah. OK, so that's a, that's a terrible way to live. It's a terrible way to grow up and it's it, it's not fulfilling at all or comfortable at all. But I tell everybody who's pro one thing be real careful about that all right because when the shoes on the other foot remember remember when the when the governor makes a decision or when the state makes a decision or when the federal government makes a decision you got to stand by that's the rule that's the law look man it ain't no fun when the rabbit's got the gun all right let's just be right now the hunted are this group of people and the hunters are over here but but in two to four years that could flip. And this is why I say don't give any of them a fucking gun. All right. Let's Agreed. take the power from all of them because they're all dangerous. That's why the checks and balances were put into this government years and years ago. Uh, and for some reason, uh, there are a lot of people that are comfortable with just, you know, handing it all, uh, handing all the power back over. So um, let's jump off of that one. Let me go ahead and do the rundown right quick. Go to winningcureseverything.com. That is the website. I didn't do it at the beginning of the show. Uh, but yeah, go to Winning Cures Everything. You can find the podcast over there where you need to subscribe on that. Of course, the YouTube show you can find there as well, along with where you need to follow us on social media, along with Chris and myself. You see the Twitter stuff on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. If not, there is a link to both of our Twitter accounts in the podcast description. So go ahead and check those out as well. The show is brought to you every single time out by BetUS, where the game begins uh, it's an incredible online sports book. Go take a look for yourself. BetUS.com is the website. You can use the promo code NCAAF2021 to get 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500, and it is sports book exclusive. So I cannot stress to you enough, make sure that you go get signed up. The link in the description to it will automatically toss the promo code in there for you. They've been around since, what, 1994, I think. Uh, I have used them my entire adult gambling life. And they have always treated me well. Cash outs are super easy. Uh, go and check them out. BetUS, where the game begins. I do a college football show for BetUS. Chris does a college football show for Sportsbook Review. You can find both of them in the description below. The links to go subscribe to those YouTube channels. And, uh, and both, I believe, appear in podcast form, if I'm not mistaken. So you can, uh, you can find those as well if you want to listen to the audio version of it. The AAC is expanding, my brother. Uh, they are. There was a report by Pete Thamel late on Monday, I guess, or maybe it was Tuesday morning. I don't remember exactly when. But they are bringing in six Conference USA schools. And we talked a lot about this, trying to figure out who they would go after and whatnot. And it appears their biggest uh, reason for bringing in schools was schools that are in a big-time recruiting hotbed, which... Didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but we'll talk about that. The schools that they are bringing in, that they are expected to get applications from and then expected to approve to join the conference, it's going to turn it into a 14-team conference. They are bringing in Florida Atlantic, 
Charlotte, North Texas, UTSA, Rice, and UAB. Florida Atlantic, uh, down in Boca Raton. That makes sense. You obviously continue your Florida footprint. I get it. Uh, Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina, recruiting hotbed. Makes sense. UTSA, San Antonio. Again, makes sense. Good football program. You know, building up, all that good stuff. Rice, that is in Houston. That gives you back the Houston market uh, after losing the Houston Cougars, uh, at least a little bit. UAB in Birmingham, of course, uh, good regional team, you know, recruiting hotbed in in Birmingham, Alabama, for sure. And North Texas. The North Texas one is the one that surprises me the most because it's in Denton. It's just north of Dallas. You've already got SMU in Dallas. Why would you double dip into that same market with a program that is not nearly as big as SMU? Yeah, I don't understand. Sense. I don't understand that one at all. They're 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 not super competitive. Um, you know, I don't know how how you know. And the know only reason much. I could see, by the way, would be if if they are preparing for SMU to leave the conference to join the Big Twelve if the Big Twelve decides to expand again uh, in twenty twenty. I wonder if TCU might fight that though. They absolutely could. They absolutely. I mean, could. it's one thing to bring another team in from your state. It's a totally different thing to bring somebody in who's in your city. I agree. I agree. Otherwise, like that's, that's that's the same problem SMU should be having with this. That's like, right. It, you're talking not a, a long distance between North Texas and SMU, and now they're going to be in the same conference. So it, definitely strange. Uh, my questions were like, why not MTSU? Why not Marshall? Why not Louisiana Tech? Why not Western Kentucky? Those are all uh, bigger football brands than some yep. of these. Maybe not the recruiting hotbeds, but those but all. Seem you already like, have what three teams in Texas? Why would you need a fourth? Yes, I mean I agree. I just I, I don't understand. Uh, so it's not like it's a recruiting hotbed. You're already in that recruiting hotbed, and yes. you have multiple teams in that recruiting hotbed. It's it's definitely strange. Now, we'll we'll jump off of the AAC. Let's let's kind of talk about maybe what happens to these other teams in the in Conference USA because you're down to eight teams in Conference USA. The Sun Belt has talked about expansion. Yeah. I think that you absolutely have to at this point because you are sitting yeah. at 10 teams and you've got Conference USA that's sitting out there with only eight at this point if they lose these six, if it's you know confirmed, all that good stuff, if it ends up happening. Uh, if you're the Sun Belt, you go get all four of those teams that I, that I just laid out. Uh, MTSU, Marshall, Louisiana Tech, Western Kentucky, they're all in that Sunbelt footprint. They all make sense as far as regional rivalries, et cetera. The Sunbelt set the, uh, sets themselves up to have really good regional rivalries, not too far of a distance to travel for non-revenue sports. Uh, this this kind of fell into their lap perfectly, in my yep. opinion. Yep, sit back, wait, be patient, and then and then grow from there. So then that leaves four teams in Conference USA, which is no longer going to be a conference. Uh, But I would imagine that these would have to go independent at some point. But Florida International, uh, Old Dominion, UTEP, and Southern Miss. Uh, Old Dominion was already kind of headed that direction. Remember, they were one of the schools that that did not play. Didn't play football. Yeah, during the COVID year, even though the rest of the conference played. Uh, So that would make sense to me. I could maybe see the Sun Belt uh, bringing in Florida International. Maybe, I guess, just to have a Florida footprint, but I, I don't know. I was know. just about to say, how much footprint? Do they have any teams in Florida? No. 
yeah, then that would grab. I would grab Florida International. Um, the other, the other thing, I'm, I'm shocked nobody's grabbed uh, Southern Miss. Yeah, you, uh, Southern so, Miss and, and UTEP are the so other. So much. Everybody knows about the 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 state of Louisiana. You know, in the amount of talent that comes out of the state of Louisiana, Mississippi per capita has just as much big time talent as Louisiana, Texas, Florida. There's a ton of college level football kids coming out of the high schools of Mississippi. And on top and of I'm that, I'm really shocked nobody wants that footprint. Southern Miss has got a a lot of tradition. I mean, a ton of tradition. So, uh, very surprising. So that's that they that's didn't one have like like I'm surprised North Texas is there for American and not Southern. Yeah, uh, because that gives you in Mississippi, which is which is a a thoroughfare for 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 football. Yeah. And has a, has a has a big tradition. Yeah. And cares about football. Spends a lot of money on football. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh I'm with you. I'm with you. I just I don't know. I it doesn't seem there's not going to be a home for everybody, right? And that's what no, I'm No, but I understand is, some of these people are not getting a home. Like nobody's going to pick up UTEP. Why would they? They're going to end up being UMass and and UConn. Like congratulations. Would um I mean, maybe it, so the Mountain West is also like talked about expansion but i don't think the mountain west has any ambition to come this far they're not going east of the mississippi well but they no i'm talking about for utep right like that why why would you pick them up what what would benefit you for that and see that i don't know i don't know that benefits you zero so i mean they they do have new mexico in there already um but they they didn't bring in New Mexico just, State. I, I wonder if anybody's going to drop down to FCS. Like I, I don't think anybody does that voluntarily. Other well, than you UTEP Idaho should. And, I mean, we've talked about that. UTEP and and UMass, which UMass has just got to FBS, and UConn. Those teams should go to FBS, FCS. I, I don't. I think there's so much more money involved in FBS, um, even for independents that that don't make a ton, right? I just I I wonder what the next step is going to be for those. Like I think UTEP UTEP uh, UTEP has a a really devout fan base that that's not huge, but when they are good, man, they fill up the Sun Bowl and it's fifty something thousand people strong. And they, I mean, they're six and one. Like it, there's there is somewhat of a fan base down there if you can get good. And Dana Demel has them playing uh, really well this season. I mean, they're six and one right now. But uh, I just. It, it's so strange to think about the idea that Southern Miss or FIU or even Old Dominion, et cetera, might not have a conference. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah. So, or even, I mean, if the Sun Belt doesn't expand, MTSU, Marshall, Louisiana Tech, Western Kentucky. That's weird to me. So, you know, unless, unless Conference USA were to keep these eight teams and bring in two of the independents. Yeah. I, you got me. I don't know what the next step is. So this is uh this is interesting. I had planned on getting into all the Rolo replacements. Um but we'll, we'll skip out on that. I, so we, we I can see a value on that. <laughs> we can we can worry about that maybe on uh on Friday's show when we're talking, you know, more college football. Let's
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Dive into the NFL Week 6 recap. And let's see. All right, so what what were the best games of the weekend? I think the Monday night game was really, really good. Titans-Bills 34-31. I got a... I got a couple of other ones, but I want to see what you think. Uh, I thought the Cowboys-Patriots game was the best game. That was my next one up. Overtime game. Uh, Mac looked good. Like, I, I don't think they lost good. that game because of um, because of their offense. I mean, they put up 29 points. But uh, the Cowboys just just rolling this year, man. Like, they are absolutely rolling. That's another one, by the way, for uh, for LSU coaches. Uh, been been some talk about Kellen Moore. As a coach, I think Zero he's too chance. young. Zero chance. I, I kind of figured the same. I, I think Zero you will not have your first head coaching job at LSU. I, Woodward, Woodward will not do that. I think that if Jerry Jones was going to lose Kellen Moore, he might would fire McCarthy and just give Kellen Moore the job. Maybe. Just Maybe. thought. Uh, I also put Steelers twenty three, Seahawks twenty on here, but like, was it actually a good? game? It was game? a terrible game. It was just a close game. <laughs> it was awful. The game was awful. Just utterly absurd. Uh, most surprising result of the weekend. I don't think there were a lot of options here. Um, I got one. Uh, go ahead. The Ravens beating the shit out of the Chargers. So so I did have that, but I also thought that that was always a possibility. Um, I didn't. Because, you know, noon game, East Coast, Chargers. I, I said it last week. I thought it was kind of smoke and mirrors a little bit. Um I just I, I thought the Ravens were the significantly better team. I said that they would win by double digits, and I mean they did. I didn't expect them to win by four touchdowns. The Chargers to not score. Yeah, it's a little little weird, little weird. But uh, that one that was not the most surprising to me. The uh, the Cardinals beating the Browns the way that they did. Uh, uh, that doesn't shock me. The Browns the Browns entire roster is nothing but an injury plague. Yes. I mean it, it's just it's it's bad. It is real bad right now. Um, Do you see Baker is expected to play on Thursday? I mean, he yeah. didn't miss a snap in in this game, no. but like he just plays hurt. He just got unreal. a torn labrum. Yeah, it's it's unreal, unbelievable, extremely painful, and it and he's not good because he's playing hurt. But my question is this: at some point in time, are you hurting the team? Like you playing with this much pain, are you better than Case Keenum? That's one hundred percent healthy. I don't think so. Like I, at some point in time, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but you're we have we have the other 53 men that we got to 52 men that we got to look out for. I agree. I, I would play case. I would be I playing case. I probably would too. I appreciate what he's doing. I want to go on record of that. It's commendable, but 
it's like coming to work sick, you know, like four years ago that was seen as honorable, right? Like, Oh, he's feeling like shit, but he still brought his ass into work, you know, and he still got his job done, even though he feels like ass. And today it's like, no, we're good. I know we'll be shorthanded and I know it's going to suck on everybody that's here. It won't be as good, but I'd rather you not get everybody else sick. Yes. So if, if it's Baker Mayfield and you're hurt, I would rather have a quarterback that is able to throw accurate yeah. passes down the field. Um, and, and some of Baker's are accurate, but you can always well, when tell. You're playing, when you're playing with pain, there's, it's just impossible to be consistent. Exactly. So I'd rather have somebody that is consistent. Um, who, uh, who lost the weekend this week? Uh, mine is one that we've already talked about. Okay, was it the Chargers? Chargers. Getting, yeah. getting smoked that way. That can do a lot to to a team's psyche. I want to see how they handle it this week uh, because the Packers got beat up like that in week one against the Saints, and now they have covered five straight. Like, they are rolling. Um, is there enough veteran leadership on this Chargers team to get them out of their head and, and come back and compete, you know, going forward? Because uh, when you get beat that bad in the NFL, I mean, it is whew, it's rough. So, I, I'm going to I'm gonna say the Dolphins. I'm going to say the Dolphins. You yeah. you let Jacksonville beat you. This Dolphins team is terrible. They're ter- what yeah. happened to Brian Flores? So, I want to give him a little bit of a pass. Um, not much, but a little bit because I think, you know, first game with Tua back at quarterback, uh, you got to get your team chemistry back. They are dealing with some injuries on the defensive side. I, you know, and, and we said this, the Jags were going to get somebody eventually. It's a game in London, but it's not like, just this game. That's the problem. I mean, they've looked awful all season, but they're also, one in five, Gary. Yeah, they, they've like, been without like, their yeah. They've been without their starting quarterback uh, the entire. No, but no, when they have their starting quarterback, they're not good. Uh, agreed. agreed. Are they a quarterback away from being good? Do they need somebody else? They have lost uh, five straight, and let's say I'll tell you this: they don't have a running game. Uh, but they have lost to, so they lost to the Bills. They lost at the Raiders on a, a field goal in overtime, um, lost to the Colts by 10 at home, uh, lost to the Bucks, and now have lost to the Jags. So they've lost to, you know, some pretty good teams. And then you... That loss at home to the, the Colts Jags. is not a good loss. This Jacksonville it's, loss is not a good loss. No, 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 no. The, the Raiders loss, close, doesn't bother me. The Bills loss, doesn't bother me. The Bucks loss, doesn't bother me. That's fine. Um, but the Colts The other two need one. to bother you. Yeah, the other ones, yeah, definitely, definitely not good. Definitely not good. They got the Falcons this week. Uh, I think this is a get right spot for them because they got them at that. home. Uh, I mean, obviously, home we'll field see. hadn't mattered yet. Yeah, uh, then uh, they've got at the Bills. They got the Texans after that, but they—I mean—they just got a tough schedule going forward. Ravens uh, at the Jets, Panthers, Giants. I mean, they okay. So they—they they got some, they got some winnable games going forward. I want to see what they do going forward. But well, they, they're all losable right now. Oh, very much so. Very, very much so. So we'll we'll see what ends up happening with them. Uh, who won the weekend? I got I got uh, two options here. Well, I I've got one option, and I think it's the right one. I think the Raiders won the weekend. Okay, okay. I had that as an honorable mention written down That's here. That's definitely the answer. I I put the Jags because I don't know how many more times I'm going to get to do. That. I did it with the Texans in Week One, uh, so I'm I'm giving the Jags credit here. I mean, it's nice to see them finally get to get over the hump. The second one, I put the Titans. Um, that was 
an incredible job what they did on Monday night against the Bills. You needed that, right? That puts them at four and two. They got the same record as the Bills. Uh, I don't think that that will be the case at the end of the season. But if you were looking to have a big year, you had to get that one, especially with Kansas City coming into town. Uh, so the Titans for sure. Um, tell me, tell me about the Raiders. Why, uh, why did the Raiders win the weekend? Well, I mean, simply they they just they, they lose John Gruden. They've got all of the, the the stink and the problems from that gone, and and they come out and they play like a team. And Derek Carr leads this team to something that that you know I think is going to be pretty good. I think this team is good. I I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong about that. And I think we're going to see we're going to see some leadership out of Carr and some of the rest of these guys stepping up to run this team. I am very curious about it. Uh, those players seem to really like the guy that took over. Uh, what's his name? Rich, uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about this. Very, very curious. Uh, you ready to dive into the big games of the week? Yeah. All right, we'll, uh, we'll try not to roll on and on with these. First one on the board, Thursday night football, Broncos at the Browns. Browns minus three and a half, total of 42 and a half. Uh, Broncos eight and one straight up all time against the Browns, six, two and one against the spread. Uh, that's from 2000 all the way through 2019. They did not play last season. Uh, they do not play often. Um, Baker Mayfield, we talked about his injury, you know, partially torn labrum, uh, you know, left shoulder injury, whatever. Hunt and Chubb are out. Uh, you know, both teams are beat up, man. Teddy Bridgewater, like questionable for this game. My guess is he plays, but how effective is he? Uh, these are two teams that are dealing with a whole plethora of injuries all over the place. Brother, this is this is more flipping a coin, I think. I think the Browns are going to win this game. I think they're going to cover. So I, I looked at this. I think the Browns can win by a touchdown. I don't trust the Broncos' offense right now. They are not able to do anything against anybody in their last three games. Uh, granted, they were against pretty good football teams, but I think the Browns are still a pretty good football team. They are beat up. But this is one of those kind of rally at home on a Thursday night kind of games. I'll, I'll take the Browns minus three and a half. Yeah, I'm going to as well, but I am nervous about everybody dropping like flies, man. We're missing two of the tackles on the line. We're missing defensive starters. We're missing skill players. We're missing everything. And everybody who is playing is playing hurt. And I know that yeah. everybody's playing hurt now, but nobody has the injury report like this. So oh, agreed. That's scary. It, it, there are 30 guys on the injury report. Like thirty, yeah. it's it's yeah, insane. It's, it just scares now, me. The Broncos have twenty two, so I mean it's not you know not too different. But uh, whew, these are two beat up football teams on Thursday night. Good gracious! Uh, moving on, let's move to Sunday, and we are going to fire it up with the Kansas City Chiefs headed to the Tennessee Titans. Titans are a five and a half point underdog at home. Total of fifty seven. Kansas City thirteen and two straight up. Their last fifteen on the road, uh, but. The Titans are 4-1 and one against the spread of their last five against Kansas City. For whatever reason, this Titans team always seems to show up against Kansas City for whatever reason. I think it's a Styles-make-fights kind of deal uh, that, that you always like to talk about. I, I am going to go the opposite direction here. I think the Titans put everything they had into the Monday night game. Do I still think Derrick Henry is going to be able to run? Yes, I do. But I think that defense has some problems now. Caleb Farley tore his ACL in the last game. Uh, Taylor Lewan went out on a stretcher uh, without the offensive line. You know, I, I still think the offensive line is going to be effective. They'll still be able to run. Will they be able to keep up with Kansas City? That's what I don't think here. I think Kansas City has got their offense clicking. 
They'll do to Tennessee basically what they did to Washington. I kind of expect them to run away with this thing. They'll be able to win by more than five and a half. I'll take the Chiefs. Uh, give me the Titans. Uh, and it's just a simple thing where I just think they'll keep it close. I think the Chiefs are playing too many close games. That's totally fair. Because they, because they play bad defense. Their defense is so bad. I mean, it is so bad. I, I don't know how their DC still has a job. I just, he, he is, it's not like they don't have pieces. I mean, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, next 12 p.m. game here, we have got the Bengals going to the Ravens. Ravens minus six, total of 47. The odds, of course, brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. Click the link in the description to get your sign-up bonus. Uh, Ravens 5-0 and straight up in their last five against Cincy. They're also 5-0 and straight up in their last five this season. They are. Uh, they have been covering pretty well. They have got a bunch of guys on the injury report as well. Uh, they've got 19 on the injury report. However, uh, Cincinnati, you know, they, they got 11 guys out. Uh, not out, but 11 guys on the report. Um, they're kind of banged up as well. This, as well as the Bengals have been playing, I still think Baltimore is the significantly better team. I'm going to ride Baltimore minus the six here. I think that they are not going to have any kind of issues with the Bengals this week. Um, now, Burrow and that bunch could absolutely surprise me because they can create explosive plays. I just don't know how often they're going to be able to do it against that Ravens defense. What do you feel? I, I, I like the Bengals. I think that they have been so much better than anybody could have imagined them being. Um, Baltimore, outside of the, uh, the Chargers game, has found themselves in close games. They barely beat the Lions. They barely beat the Chiefs. They bar- like They're barely beating everybody. They blew the hell out of the Chargers. I don't think that's what's going to keep happening. I'm getting almost a touchdown. Once again, I can still lose this game and cover it because I think it's going to come down to one of those uh, big, long field goals. Yeah, that uh, that would make sense. I'm wanting to look up and see. I, I seem to remember them like just trashing the the Bengals. Um, I don't I don't care season. about the past. I don't care about the past. Oh, I, I know, I know, I know. But I I like to know at least for you know. Uh, let's see. Did you care year, about the past? Uh, twenty to nothing. Twenty four to nothing. No, 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 no. Twenty to nothing, and then twenty four to sixteen. Now since he, yeah, something's wrong with this. All right, never mind. This is looking at like 2016. Um, oh, it was looking the last time Baltimore was an underdog to the Bengals. God, they hadn't been underdogs to the Bengals since 2017. Uh, okay, okay. So off of that. So I'm rolling Ravens. You're rolling Bengals. Next game up, 12 p.m. Da-da-da, Washington heads to Green Bay. They're going to Lambeau. The Packers are a 10-point favorite. Opened at 9, by the way. It's already been bet up in a tower point in a day, which is uh, remarkable. Total of 49 here. Washington 5 and 1 straight up their last 6 on the road. Green Bay 5 and 0 in their last 5 against Washington. Green Bay is 5 and 0 against the spread in their last 5 after getting blown out by the Saints. I think people are putting a lot of faith into Aaron Rodgers and and justifiably so. But I still have faith in this Washington defense. I still have faith in uh Taylor Heineke, Heineke, however you say it. Uh I think that this team will be able to keep it within single digits. I I just think that there's got to be a week where Green Bay, at coming off of a divisional game against the Bears, I think they might have a touch of a letdown here. And Washington, of course, has a lot to play for after being just destroyed by the Chiefs last week. I'll, uh, 
I'll take Washington to cover the 10 here. Yeah, I would too. I, I, I think here's the thing. I keep betting on Washington and they keep losing. Okay. Yeah. At some point in time, that's going to go the other way. And, and Green Bay is going to, gonna you know, they're lose, their winning ways are going to just eventually fall off. Yeah, that's uh, that's where I am. That's where I am. So I, I will take Washington plus 10. I think this is the week. I don't think Washington wins the game. Um, although, I mean, if it, if it happened, it wouldn't surprise me. But I do think that they are good enough to keep this within 10 points. And 10 just seems, dis- like, disrespectful. Just disrespectful. Eagles and the Raiders. This one's in Las Vegas. The Raiders a three-point favorite. Total of 49.5. Raiders 5-1 and one against the spread. Their last six against the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles this season, 2-1 and one against the spread on the road. Uh, and they are, let's see. Oh, they've covered their last two games. They, As an underdog, they've performed pretty well this year. So, I, I'm going to ride with the Eagles. I think this is the letdown spot for the Raiders. Uh, I think last week was the emotional game for them against the Broncos, divisional opponent, all that good stuff. Now they got to face an Eagles team that nobody thinks is really good, but finds a way to uh, stay in games that they are not supposed to be in for whatever reason. I, the running game for the Eagles, I think, can be really effective against this Raiders defense. I'm I'm going to roll with that. I, I think the Eagles plus three is the play here. This could end up being a really, really close game. The Raiders have played a ton of close games already this year. Uh, so I'll, I'll take the Eagles, and I'll, I'll take the head start here. Yeah, I'll take the Raiders. I've ridden them all year. They've made me a lot of money. They've been really good to me. At some point in time, that's going to go south, but I'm going to I'm going to keep riding them until it does. The so let's move to uh, to the three twenty five game Central Time, and that would be the Bears heading to Tampa Bay and the Bucks. My brother, thirteen point favorites at home, total of forty seven. The Bears are five and two against the spread of their last seven against the Bucks. And this is where like the the head to head matchups kind of kind of come in here. The Bears have the number seven defensive efficiency team in the country, uh, or in the league, and the Bucks are number one uh, in that in in the offensive metric. The Bucks number sixteen on defense. The Bears are number twenty six on offense. However, all of that has to be shifted over at some point because these are year long stats. Uh, Justin Fields has been pretty. You know, impressive, I guess you could say, in some spots. I think that he can make enough plays to keep the Bears within 13 points here. Tom, as a as a favorite with Tampa Bay, has not been great. They have not been covering uh, at a massive rate here, and and I think that they like the Bucks understand you just got to win. It just just what you don't have to cover a number every week, and I feel like the Bears are going to put a lot into this game, especially on the defensive side. I'll uh, I'll take the Bears to cover that thirteen. That just it seems like too many points. Uh, could I see you know the same score that uh, that the Packers had against the Bears last week, twenty four fourteen? Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's kind of where I am on this. Yeah, that scares me a little bit. I think the number's too big, but there's also a world where I think Tom has a long memory and he knows that he embarrassed himself last year in this game, and I see him trying to get a little comeuppance. And that that could make sense. I thought that with the Eagles last week. Um, and just irritated me. Irritated me. <laughs> well, hang on now. He did everything he was supposed to do in that game. Yeah, I mean, the defense just gave up. The defense just gave up touchdown after touchdown after touchdown, and then you do about it. And, and that's. I, I think we could see something like that 
here True. as well. Because we still, it, well, you're right. We it could. fields against that secondary. I mean, they they've got some weapons. They can find a way to score on that on that secondary. So I'll I'll take the thirteen. You uh you gonna ride bucks or uh or bears on it? I'm going bucks. You're going bucks. All right. Da-da-da. All right. We got two more Sunday night football. The Colts head to San Francisco. Uh, kind of a this is like two straight weeks with kind of a blah matchup on on Sunday night, but it could end up being a, a fantastic game. We'll see. Uh, the 49ers, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home, total of 44. Colts, four-and-one straight up their last five against the 49ers. Uh, they are five-and-two against the spread in their last seven against the Niners. Uh, but those are completely different teams. I I don't trust Carson Wentz a whole lot. He, he has played okay thus far this season. But I think the Niners need a game at home in primetime to kind of show out a little bit because they have not played well. I think this is kind of the get-right spot for the 49ers. I think they match up really well with the Colts. I'm going to take them to cover the three-and-a-half. I like the 49ers at home in this spot. Yeah, I, I like I like Kyle coming off a bye. That's the biggest thing. And also, I just I still don't like this Colts team. Yeah. That's, I, I don't I, trust I like them Frank at Reich. all. I just – the team itself, I just – I don't they're trust so them. yeah, they're so inconsistent. I don't know what to I don't know what to make of them. So it's yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. So I 49ers minus three and a half uh looks to be our play on it. Uh we got a lot more differences this week. I'm kinda I'm kinda happy about this. Uh let's see if we differ on this one. Monday night football. We have got the Saints heading to the Seahawks, and the Seahawks are five point underdogs at home, total of forty three and a half. Uh, again, odds provided by BetUS, where the game begins. Click the link, all that good stuff. Saints 3-0 against the spread of their last three against the uh, uh, Seahawks. And that dates back to, like, 2014. So, of course, none of that shit matters. But this is one of those spots. I, I don't trust the Seahawks' defense. The Steelers were able to get a win in overtime against the Seahawks' team with Geno Smith. Geno makes too many mistakes. I expect the Saints to be able to put up points in this game. I'm going to take the Saints minus the five. Like, I, I cannot, in in any logic in my head, find a way to bet on Geno Smith, even against Jameis Winston that much. So I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the Saints. Man, I'm, I'm with you. I feel all those things. I really don't like the Saints going all the way up to Seattle and, and playing good. I don't like Jameis on the road in Seattle. Um, it's scary. I don't know that I can pull the trigger on betting on the Seahawks and Gino though. I, I think I'm gonna follow you, but I don't I don't like it at all. I'm just going on this, record that I, I, I don't like it. I can understand it. I can it's tough to do. It's tough to do. Now I've bet on the Saints a lot this year, so I I feel all right with it. Um but I can I can understand where you're coming from because I, I know how little you trust Jameis Winston. So sure. that that does make sense. Um, oh, by the way, our records on those, uh, I went 3-6 and six last week. Uh, Chris went 2-7. and seven. Uh, I am 30-22-1 against the number in our NFL big game picks. And Chris, uh, you're sitting at 23-29-1. Let's move to the Super Contest picks right quick, and then we'll, uh, and then we'll get out of here. But Super Contest picks last week, I went 3-2. and two. I am sitting at 18-12 overall on the season. Chris, 1-4 last week. 14 and 14 on the season. Um, oh, and two pushes. You had two pushes early in the season. So uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and dive into it. I'll, I'll go and give you my first one here. Okay. 
I'm going to take the Dolphins plus two and a half at home against the Falcons. I know that they're coming back from London, but the way that they lost that game, if you have any sense of pride about you, after losing to the Jags, you cannot lose at home to the Falcons. Uh, I feel like this is this is the throw everything you got at it. This is the kitchen sink game that, that you have brought up before. I think the Dolphins are going to win this game outright. So the fact that I'm getting two and a half, I feel pretty good about Give me the Dolphins. Yep, I'm going to go with my Patriots at the uh, versus the Jets at home minus seven. It's a big number. the The Jets are coming off a of bye week. Uh, the Patriots have to have this win. That that's a team that desperately needs to kick the shit out of somebody bad. And they they did it already earlier this year on the road. Yes, they have on the road. So yeah, I'm, I'm just telling you that makes sense. All right, Pats minus seven. Uh, game number two for me. Uh, I'm going to Sunday night. 49ers at home, minus three and a half. Kyle Shanahan coming off of a bye week. Uh, the Colts, I don't trust them. I especially don't trust them on the road in a prime spot. Uh, Carson Wentz is not great in primetime spots. I will take the 49ers. Uh, Trey Lance, I believe, is is out still, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but I will take Jimmy G in this spot because I think this offense will be rolling this week. Uh, give me the 49ers at home, minus three and a half. Give me the 49ers. Minus three and a half with the Colts. I'm with you on that. I'll give you my next one because we agree on that one. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bengals. I'm gonna keep riding the hot hand of Joe Burrow, baby. Why would I not? All right. I'm getting almost a touchdown. I'm going to Baltimore, and and this is a team that just can't scare you if you want to compete for this division right now. You are in in the division. You're right there with them. You're you're one game behind them. You win this. You not only you're tied with them record-wise, but you you have the tiebreaker. So, I am going to go opposite of you on that. I feel strongly about the Ravens being able to get this win at minus six. Uh, so we will differ on that one. My uh, my next one, I'll go ahead and tell you that game number four for me: Saints minus five. We just talked about the game. Uh, I don't trust the Seahawks. I think that the Saints have a way better offense than the Steelers. Uh, even on the road, I think the Saints are going to be able to put up a, a lot of points here against the Seahawks defense. So give me give me Saints minus five. I don't trust Geno Smith. Yeah, my next one I'm going, I'm going to give you the Raiders minus the three at home against the Eagles. Uh, I know the Eagles have been playing people close. I think this Raiders team is still riding high. I think we're going to see uh, just every week them continue to play good football. They've played good football all year. They haven't really looked bad except for that one Broncos game that was just gross. Uh, not Broncos game. Uh, that, uh, this what was the game last week? Not not this week. Anyway, they looked <laughs> awful. It, it was the John Gruden situation was was looming over them. That is the only game all season that they didn't look like a very competent football team. They're at home. I think they're playing well at home. I think they're going to win that game. I, uh, think, I think they're going to cover the three. I think you were talking about the Bears, right? Bears. That's it. That's it. Yes. Um, final game for me. Chiefs minus five and a half at the Titans. Uh, Titans lost a lot. I think they. I think that was their kitchen sink game on Monday night. Uh, I don't think that they are going to be able to do that against the Chiefs here. And this Chiefs offense is legit. The Titans defense, um, not great. Like they looked a lot better against uh, against the Bills. Uh, but we also know that we can expect that sometimes from the Bills offense for whatever reason. Uh, if you look at Tennessee's defense. Number 28 in DVOA in the league. Uh, Kansas City's offense is number two in that metric. So, you know, uh, while I while I don't like Kansas City not being able to stop the run, um, I do think they're going to be able to score plenty of points here. So I will take Kansas City minus five and a half. What's, uh, what's game well, number five for you? 
We'll go head to head on that one. I'll take the Titans plus the points. You're using numbers that you want to say what you want to say. Kansas City is 32 in DVOA, by the way. They're DFL dead fucking last. And they give up more rushing yards than any team on the planet playing the game of football. Derrick Henry is going to control. You know how you keep you know how you keep Patrick Mahomes from scoring? You keep his ass on the sidelines. This is true. This is true. Uh that Kansas City defense, by the way moved up. They're 31 in DVOA. They've been 32 all year. But uh but after the win last week, they are they are now finally uh number 31 in that metric. Uh number 32 now is Jacksonville. And so, seems to make sense. Kansas City's so defense. Jacksonville won a game and their defense got worse. <laughs> is that not insane? Uh That's Jacksonville weird. is 32 in DVOA. Atlanta is 30, Washington 29, Tennessee 28. So there you go. That that makes total sense. The the better play, I think, for Chiefs and uh, Titans might be the over fifty seven. But but either way, all right. So we'll go head to head on those last two. I kind of feel good about that. Um, is there anything else that we need to hit? That's it, brother. I think that's it. All right, let's go ahead and get out of here. Uh, go to winningcureseverything.com. That's got everywhere you need to follow us, subscribe, etc. If you are listening on the podcast, please be sure and leave a nice five-star review. That certainly helps us out. And on YouTube, jump into the comments. Make sure and like the video. That definitely helps us out. And, uh, and subscribe. We are getting ever closer to 5,000 subscribers. That was our goal from day one. We are continuing on the right trajectory to get there. Uh, this season has been quite the boom. We, we sat on like 3,800 for ever and ever, and, and now we are nearly 1,000 subscribers up since the beginning of football season. So we'd certainly appreciate you guys for listening and, and being a part of the show for sure. The show every time out brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. It is the premier online sports book. Go over to BetUS.com and use the promo code NCAAF2021 to get a 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500. And again, it is sports book exclusive. I've played with them for a long time. I highly, highly recommend that you take advantage of the deal. I host a show for BetUS, the college football show. Chris hosts the college football show for Sportsbook Review. Make sure that you are signed up uh, or subscribed or whatever for both of those. There's a link in the description for those. With that said, Chris, you got any any parting words? Nope, that's it. Nope. (laughs) We hope that you guys have an awesome couple of days until... It is time for us to reconvene on Friday for our college football off the radar pick them and previews all that. So make sure and tune in on Friday. With that said, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully, hopefully, all of your NFL and college football tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.